right. So welcome. Welcome, everyone, to the first ever episode of the David's Rock podcast. David's Rock is dedicated to developing mentally tough Christians in order to better understand God's will in our life. I am fired up to share this first guest with y'all. Everyone, please join me in welcoming Josh Benson, or as most of you may know him, as either Church Chad or Josh Benson, the rapper. <laughs> What's going on, bro? What is up, man? Dude, I'm stoked to be on. Happy to be uh, happy to be a guest on the show. For sure, man. I'm so pumped to have you here. Let's just dive right in. Uh, to start, it. I'd love to hear just a little bit about you, your childhood, maybe a quick hit testimony. Did you grow up a Christian? Just how do we get the Josh Benson that we have here today? Yeah, man. Yeah. So grew up, um, both my parents, you know, still married. They're, they were, you know, devout Christians at the time that I was born. So grew up in church, dude, uh, Southern Baptist church, uh, very thankful that like I had that upbringing, you know, um, because it taught me a lot. Like I didn't really value kind of growing up in church until I got older. And I realized that there's a lot that I still know uh, about the scripture, uh, about like the Lord that like, I know because I just grew up in church and you know, you go to church every Sunday and like you're, you're eight, nine, you're like, God, I don't want to go. But like, it, it kind of uh, ended up being very beneficial. So grew up in church, man, my whole life um, had some awesome parents, um, but kind of from a, you know, more or less, I guess, Christian testimony, just kind of like that side of my life, the spiritual life, just like um, it did that. But I think I more or less had faith that was based out of, you know, oh, I live in an area where everyone's a Christian. My parents are Christian. My brothers are Christian. I have to be a Christian. And I went to college and, you know, we can get into the full testimony, but things fell apart more or less. And there was a couple of years where I like really had a tough time, like figuring out who I was. Um, and I'm still, I think facing kind of repercussions and like consequences of my actions for that today. But, um, it kind of within that too, it made me take a step back and realize maybe some of the things that I learned in church, like the Christianese, right. Um, Maybe things that you grow up learning that aren't necessarily true and they're kind of hurtful. So it kind of, if there was ever a silver lining of going through a a rough patch in my faith with the Lord, it was having to take a step back and, you know, you don't call it Kool-Aid, but for a second, you know, I stopped going to church. I stopped drinking, Mm -hmm. you know, the Kool-Aid for lack of better terminology. I was like, okay, like what does this really look like to, someone on the outside. And with that, I think it drew me closer to the Lord because it kind of took the nonsense out. It took the hurt out uh, that like people had caused. Um, And with that, I've always kind of enjoyed making videos, you know, with that, I just started making some funny videos on TikTok, like poking fun at some buddies. And like, here we are, you know, years later, it's like stronger in my faith with the Lord. But now there's kind of like this aspect of like, I do make fun of Christians too, you know, (laughs) for sure. So would you say that time in college is kind of when you took that step on your own? Because for me, I grew up in a Catholic household, Catholic Italian, New York household to where everything was just kind of regimented. And even church was everything was in order and you followed the directions and you followed the rules and the personal relationship just wasn't there. And then late in my high school career, early in my college career, was like the first time I really met God, even though I was baptized at one years old by my parents and and God bless them for that. And I'm very thankful for that and to grow up in a church family. But I didn't really know God because there was no opportunity for that personal relationship. So for yeah. you being Southern Baptist, 
was that college time when you really started to to feel a little more personal or do you know like a distinct time when it when it became something more personal for you yeah that's a good question man talk about opposite side of the uh, sides of the spectrum right catholic sure. to like southern baptist even flirting with like non-denom dude exact totally opposite. holy cow yeah i feel as though it really got personal for me man i i would say funny enough it, it was really not even maybe towards the end of college you know i, I think towards the end of college i felt myself being called home but like i think that it was really when I started making TikTok videos, funny enough, it, it was kind of like within this humor, it was like, man, I'm either going to need to know what I'm talking about and really like nail down my faith, or I'm like just another guy like spouting BS mm -hmm. about like Christianity, you know what I'm saying? And so it, with that, and, and you have like people commenting and like, you're, you're saying things that you're like, well, I don't really know it like made me like nail down quite a few things. And so I would say that that in itself kind of drew me back in funny enough, we're like the Lord, like use that. But that was kind of what, what was my moment almost of like, wake up, you know, that's awesome. And, and that makes me think about, I have a really good youth pastor friend who, who said, when you are, when you're really preaching the words, you're almost tiptoeing on the line of blasphemy oh, yeah. because you really got to know what you're talking about to really get into someone's, face in someone's head and and really speak the true truth and yep. i think just the under message of all your jokes is true true gospel too and yeah. people feel that and people see that and that's just so cool to to experience that even if you know you're not like it's so subconscious and so something to where like do i do i do this did i, <laughs> did I do this in high school Literally. was i doing this in college yeah but you realize there's a truth there and, and just the comedy is awesome, man. Yeah. I appreciate That's it. That's been awesome. So then let's just go back even a little bit more to your time in high school. Yeah. Athlete in high school, multi-sport oh, yeah. athlete. Absolutely. I think. Tell me a little more about that, how that developed, who you are, your mindset and just how that brought you to here today. Yeah. Man, I've, I've always been like a super competitive guy, like growing up, even, you know, pops didn't let me win in checkers. Like I'm pissed as like a seven year old, you Never. know, don't fit. So I went to a relatively small high school in East Texas. Uh, I graduated with 80 kids. Okay. Um, and with that, you know, predominantly like white high school. So mm -hmm. we weren't exactly just the great. Now we had a great athletic class. We had a lot of success, but even then, like you weren't dealing with just D one guys at mm -hmm. the cusp. So like I got to like play baseball in, in, in high school, all four years. Uh, like I was varsity as a freshman, you know, just cause we, we didn't have too many guys basketball, you know, football, I ran track, you know, do it all. That's awesome. Um, so I had a blast doing that. Um, but I think that that was where, you know, for me, lines started to blur uh, because I, all of a sudden I was like, Josh Benson, I wanted to be like an athlete. Josh Benson's mm -hmm. like, he's athletic, man. Like he's, you know, oh, he's like, so he's good at basketball, you know, oh, wow, he got this in football. He, he got, you know, this in baseball, you know, whatever's right. And so that was kind of where, things got blurred. I mean, it's high school, you know, but like the guys I was with, we had like a ton of success. It like rubbed off. Like I had like individually, like a ton of success. Mm -hmm. So it was a blast. Like I loved getting to play everything, do everything, but it certainly fed the ego too. Right. Mm -hmm. If you can believe it, a, a guy stranded in East Texas, like anyone else in the world looks at that and is like, you, you know, you go to the school with 80 kids mm -hmm. that's, you know, all whites, you know, your school districts in your, you know, conference are fairly white. Even then mm -hmm. they're like 
you know, but even then, like the ego and the pride, just a absolute, you know, being a D bag at times, just because it's like, you know, I'm the guy. For you know, sure, I'm the guy here. If you're if you're the man and you're even in your 80 person high school in those hallways, yeah. you are the man, and, and the you man. feel that ego and you feel that, and and that just makes me think about like when I was in high school, sports were life or death. That was like, it. Literally, the only thing that mattered. If I didn't perform mm-hmm. well. If I wasn't out there playing quarterback, playing point guard, uh, being the pitcher, it was yep. literally life or death. And you get out of high school and and I was an athlete in college, so it definitely kind of spurred over a little bit there. But especially in high school, only yeah. I mattered, you know, only what I did matter. Did you feel that kind of a little bit as well? Oh, yeah, it, it was very much so, uh, you know, more or less kind of to your point, like the ultimate goal was like, I need to get a scholarship. Like I want to play college baseball and then I want to go play pro ball. Like I want to mm-hmm. get drafted. And it's funny, me and some guys, because when I ended up getting, you know, done with college ball, I still went to college guys that I went to school with who were also former collegiate athletes. We would just sit there. And even today we talk about it. We're like, man, I wish in high school, like I invested more time in music mm-hmm. uh, more time. Like for me, like maybe like creating like rap music, more time, like making funny skits and videos because it, it would have paid dividends today. And it's something that I think ultimately I enjoy just as much now as I enjoyed, you know, baseball or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you're again, and probably the same for you when you're in high school and it's like, you know, big game Friday night. And that's all the attention is for me, you know, being kind of the attention whore that I was in am, I was like, well, I need all eyes on me. 100%. No one's going to see me if I'm, you know, freaking making YouTube videos. I got to ball out. You know what I'm saying? I feel that. I feel that. So were you always pretty, pretty creative, even in high school? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would. It's funny. You don't really like have a grasp on like humor until you get older. But even Mm -hmm. in high school, like when Vine was dropping, like made Vines all the time. Right. Loved doing that. Loved when it was like presentation day in class or, you know, I got to do whatever. So always kind of had that creative uh, knack. I think I get that from my mom. She's like a school teacher who uses like rhythmic and like music in a lot of her instruction cool. and so like i would That's pick cool. that up when i was young right i'm like you know oh, cool and kind of from that i think that we have what we have today but yeah always like loved you know being the center of attention right oh, putting yeah. on a show <laughs> that's cool i mean i think that walks us right into the next little part about how did you get started on tiktok how did that happen was it on purpose did you see mm-hmm. it did you see it going where it was going and then like kind of have you always just been the funny guy you know, like, have you always had that comedy? Have you always been the person that liked to make people laugh? And so just starting with TikTok and then just more the personality that you've kind of created online. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, you know, TikTok started when, you know, COVID hits. Um, at the time I was working in East Texas, I was living in a house with four guys. Uh, none of them were Christian, uh, funny enough. So that was a, a very unique dynamic. Um, but I'm bored, man. And so I picked up golf mm-hmm. and I still suck at golf so bad, but I love playing it. Um, but another thing I picked up was TikTok. I was like, all right, you know, let's see what this is about. And kind of made some videos here and there. What really took off and what really got it started was I made a video. It was my first church chat video, my first John Michael video. Mm-hmm. And it was me making fun of my buddy from college. Like that, that was just him to a T. Mm-hmm. A lot of my videos are me either making fun of myself or probably a buddy of mine in college but it was just him to a T and I posted it and I kind of sent it to him. Like, look what I posted. You know, this is you. That's funny. You know, go to bed, wake up. And it's got like 300,000 views, like mm-hmm. just overnight. And I'm like, wow. And I remember him texting me back. He's like a very, um, 
you know, creative guy as well. The guy made fun of it. He's like, don't let this be it. He's like, there, there's cool. a niche, like people see it. You have people commenting from like Illinois and Washington. Oh, yep, it happens here too. And he's like, don't let this be it. And so from there, I was like, well, we got something. And like, let's just see what happens. And like, it's kind of just grown from that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and I never was to kind of answer the, the second question. I was never like, I don't think the funny guy maybe in high school mm-hmm. or even in early college. Um, it wasn't until, so like backstory, I played college ball and um, I sucked for lack of better terminology. <laughs> like I hurt my shoulder and I didn't throw hard to begin with. So I got cut after uh, three semesters. So I sucked. And I think I kind of had my wings clipped a little after that. I was mm-hmm. very secure, very reserved a shell of who I was in high school, high school, the chest is out, the chin's up, you know, mm-hmm. now I'm like whatever. And I worked like this summer camp, this Christian summer camp. Um, and from that point, it was kind of like, uh, the Lord maybe brought like more life in. And it was like, yeah, like, look, you're more than a, a baseball player. Mm-hmm. If you believe it. Uh, and just showed me kind of like my ability to maybe like communicate and, and kind of keep things light and stuff. And so I think from that point on, I was like really kind of in tune with like, Hey, like it's cool to be like humorous and keep things light and like a Christian fear specifically because it's so tense at times. Mm-hmm. So I'd say from there is when I really like, probably to a fault tried to be the funny guy mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of, and it got me in trouble a lot trying to be that guy, but like, I enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed kind of that, that dynamic going forward. That's awesome. Yeah. So have you ever, you said toe the line there a little bit and, and get you oh, yeah. in trouble. When do you, can you name a specific point or do you feel a specific point where you felt like you watched the video back oh, yeah. and you're like, maybe I shouldn't have posted that one. Maybe that one was a little far. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just kind of like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a couple. I have, I have some guys and my wife now who I sometimes, if I have an edgy one, I'll run it by them. Mm-hmm. Um, man, uh, you know, how, how clean is this podcast now? You know? Uh, well, I, I mean, I can always bleep things. So whatever you're, <laughs> you just say what you got to say. Yeah. Man, okay. So, so one, for example, are you familiar with, it's not necessarily a, a Christian segment, although it, the two kind of correlate at times, the, the four dip spit character. Have yes. you ever seen that one? Yes. There's one that I have in the drafts um, and yeah, feel free to believe out whatever part of this you need to. Um, <laughs> there's one I have in the drafts of four dip spits um, addressing the democratic agenda and saying that they've invented this new thing called the clitoris, but he's never found it. So it doesn't exist. <laughs> it's democratic agenda. And <laughs> that's still in my drafts because my wife and, and one of my good friends, Armando are like, Hey, that's so funny, but do not. So That'll never see the light of day. There's one with, with my wife or we did one together. This is back when we were dating where I'm posing as the youth pastor. Um, and she's my wife now, but I met her when she was 16 and I was, and we were like, Hey, this is hilarious. <laughs> this has got to stay off the internet. Those are the two that come to mind real quick. It's just kind of towing the line. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's healthy because if you don't, toe the line then you're going to really stay away from it and then your comedy probably sucks for sure so it's at least nice to kind of push the envelope but those are two that like yo we we busted the envelope open and it's not in a good way for sure and even like from the from the christian church perspective you got to toe the line a little bit have to with your comedy because if you just say the things that everyone else is saying no one's going to care to watch it and and no one's going to laugh at it you know so if you make one video that has to stay in your drafts who cares because you made, you made eight other great videos that 
were close to the line, but didn't jump over it. And, and yeah. for you to have the maturity and the trust in your group around you to, to kind of check you is also super important as well. Yeah. So that's awesome. It's the people around me. I, I, I think my wife, <laughs> she, she might disagree. She might stand up for me. I don't feel as though I have enough maturity to warrant, you know, the following that I, that I have. <laughs> that I'm, so I'm very lucky to just have like a good squad uh, around me. But to, to your point, dude, it's like, we've made the, the carrying, we've made the, how many chairs can you pick up after church joke mm-hmm. a billion and one times mm-hmm. it's safe and it gets um, a good hearted chuckle, but it doesn't do anything to like challenge views or progress Christian humor at all, you know? Mm-hmm. So that, that's why like, I will continue to toe the line until I die probably. And I'll make the mistakes um, because I think that's just what comes with it, you know? For sure. For sure. And we're going to move in to mindset here yeah. in a second, but we got to go to it. We got to go to the rapper. Are you of still course. making music? Songs <laughs> I've heard are fire. Like, I think we need some really? more. But okay. yeah, dude, I love them. I, I listen to all of them on album music. Uh, they're awesome. I, I, we need some more. Is that, is that in the cards or is that something that you're kind of moving away from a little bit? Yeah, dude, it's, it's so, I love making rap music. Mm-hmm. Like I, Still to this day, I have a sticky note somewhere. This is my like workstation too. Mm-hmm. I have sticky notes for work, but if I get like a good like bar, I'll be like, yo, that'd be such a good bar, you know, for rap. Um, it's difficult. Rap does take more like time commitment than a TikTok video, if you can mm-hmm. imagine. And my last song that I like uh, made and kind of um, tuned up myself, I was pumped for it. Um, and it was when I had a bit of a TikTok following too, and it just kind of flopped. And it was mm-hmm. my favorite one. And so I love making rap music. It's kind of hard to when the means don't justify the end. And it's like the numbers don't really reflect it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of the wake up call of saying, maybe you're not as good at it as you think you are. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I love it. So to answer your question, like if I hear a beat one day, like I do kind of check up on a couple of guys that I like that make beats. If I hear one that I like love and it flows with what I've been writing here and there, it might happen. But Me too. I, it, who knows? It, it could happen. <laughs> For sure. Do you think you'll ever change the, the TikTok name? Or is John Spencer, the rapper, just going to be it know. forever? You know? I've been thinking about that. Because like now I'm like, well, like I don't do that anymore. You know, but I'm afraid if I change it, people won't know, you know, who I am, I guess. It, it's kind of like, well, and And the I'm way that, t- that TikTok algorithm works, I feel like if you change anything, they just shadow ban you. Jail. For no reason. Straight like you're going to jail for... For at least Dude, nine videos. You might as well just post I don't know what whatever. I did. Yeah, I don't know what I did. I feel like I'm in jail right now. Like, I've posted a couple of videos that I'm, like, proud of. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. yo, that was funny. That's and so they're funny. just, like, flopping, you know? And I'm like, dang it. You know, TikTok must... Someone in the corporate headquarters, I don't know if it's mm-hmm. China or America or whatever, they, they don't like me this week for whatever but they're reason. they're like, yeah, like, we're going to check him off. He's got to yeah, post 10. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll no people, one's seeing we'll this. let people start watching those yeah. again. So maybe next week will be my week. But, yeah, I feel like for I'm in sure. jail right now. That's funny, man. Yeah, so just moving more into like the mindset side of things, which is what we're trying to do here, or I'm trying to do here. I'm talking about it like it's this full, yeah. full grown yeah. business. What I'm trying to do here is, is dive into mindset and, and mindset boost and, and letting God and, and Jesus dictate your, your mindset instead of your feelings and, and what the world's telling you to, to think. Yeah. Um, as far as mindset, is comedy your usual mindset boost? Like if you're down in the dumps, what are you doing to, to boost your mindset, to, to recenter yourself and mm. I don't know, just bring a little more happiness. Yeah, that's a good question. 
Uh, certainly, like it, days when I'm, oh goodness, like depressed, down. It, it certainly comedy does bring that that spark, right? When it's like, man, that's funny. Um, but I think it's when the comedy has a, a purpose. Like there's stupid jokes, and I I make those. I make my fair share of stupid jokes, dude. Trust me. But th- there's the jokes too that I think point to a, a much bigger meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know I, I don't know what my future holds, but at least for for now, in my heart truly, you know, where it's at is I feel as though I am progressing and proclaiming the kingdom of God when I do make a joke or a good piece of humor that is based in truth and can really make someone reflect on their relationship with Christ. Someone that isn't a Christian, maybe make them take a second look at Christ and be like, Oh, you know, I don't know. So for me, that creative aspect certainly brings me out of maybe a funk at times. Um, But also at the same time to have that, like it means that I actually have to like read my Bible, you know, Mm -hmm. or like take time to actually look at something um, like historically with Christianity. And so it's been kind of that balance of I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out of like, sure. I need to like check TikTok to like, see what a trend is or whatever. But like, if I'm not in the word or I'm not versed at all, you know, w- with what Jesus stands for, like, I'm going to flop when I try to do something with purpose. Mm-hmm. So it's, I want to do that ultimately, but it usually starts with being like grounded, um, Lately, it's just been like I'm having to like get on my floor and just like face down and just pray. And just be like, God, like I'm so so just freaking like I'm so messed up. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, gosh, (laughs) I'm sorry. And and really just starting from there and praying that like he can, you know, amongst other things, but like bring something, you know, look in the word, find something. And then we take that to the humor. Mm -hmm. For sure. I think your page and your videos just open up a part of of welcomeness or welcomeness to christianity yeah. that that you don't see a lot of other places i would think if i wasn't a christian and i saw your videos and the fact that you're able to joke about it and the fact that you're able to to poke fun at some things that deserve to be poked fun at yeah. shows like that being a christian doesn't have to be oh be quiet sit in the pews and, and listen to what the what the preacher is saying don't say anything yeah. you know and and i think that's a super untapped part of the church to where our main goal as disciples is to go bring and, and bring people to Jesus. Yeah. You know, so why wouldn't we use that outlet and why wouldn't we let comedy bring more people to Jesus? And that's exactly 100%. what you're doing. So I commend you a thousand Thank times you, over for hitting that, hitting that part of the, that part of discipleship and just bringing as many people as you can. Thank you, bro. Yeah. I certainly, it certainly is a battle, you know, you see like comments and, you know, my favorite one is, you know, like, oh man, like I'm, I'm not a Christian, but like, I love your page. Um, and that really means like a lot because I know that, you know, at the very least they're hearing something, you know, factual about, you know, Jesus or about Christianity. Mm-hmm. You know, of course there's always the adverse tool of like, usually Christians, like, you know, how could you, you know, you're, you're steering people away from the church. And so it certainly is a balance. Um, but yeah, man, I, I truly, I truly do believe that like, like you're saying with like this humorous side of things, it, God is using it to kind of advance his kingdom and be like, this can be light. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not Christianity isn't this like, you know, mm-hmm. death grip on a electric fence of just like, Oh my God, I'm just got to white. It's like, Hey, we can breathe and we can laugh and we can really have a good time following Jesus. For sure. As far as your creative process and, and who you're, 
I guess, kind of building your content around? Are you are you pushing yeah. more towards the Christian or pushing more towards just the average TikTok user? And then what does your creative process look like? Are you just thinking of an idea and filming it and posting it? Or do you have a backlog of drafts you're ripping out periodically? How does that yeah. creative process work for you? That's a good question. I <laughs> really hate this answer. I literally, so I don't really have a backlog of drafts. Mm-hmm. Um, there are times that I do when I'm like really on my game, but um, work's been kind of busy lately. But what I'll literally do is throughout my day, I'll just feel so shackled by corporate America. Mm-hmm. And usually something will come up in the news or I'll find something out about a friend or I'll see something, right? That'll just spark like a little bit of creativity. And I'll be like, kind of letting it just roll over my mind throughout the day. And usually about the time that I have maybe a break at work or lunch, I'll be like, all right, let's make a video. Like, let's skip lunch, you know? And, and so that's usually how it goes is it's just letting something kind of marinates in my mind. And hopefully by the time it's break time, being able to just film it real quick and post it. That's awesome. So when you're posting a video and you're making a video, it, it obviously always looks like you're super, super happy while you're doing it. Are there ever days where you're just down in the dumps and you don't know how you're going to make a video? You don't know how you're going to make someone Mm. laugh. And and if that is, how do you, how do you flip it to to create the product and create the video and look like the happy Josh Benson we see in pretty much every single video? That's a good question. I appreciate that. Um, Dude, I really like, I'm I'm like a happy guy. And and I think it's even like, I'm a, I'm joyful. Like I truly am like blessed and, like I, I feel God in my life and my wife is just like a constant reminder. And, and like, it, it's just crazy, man. Like where I'm at today, like I'm so blessed. And so are there days where <laughs> maybe I'm, I am like down to the dump? Sure. Or like exhausted. Uh, my doctor just like prescribed me Adderall. So like now I've been like back bugging a little bit energy, mm-hmm. energy levels been back better. So that's been nice. But I think more so there are days when I feel disconnected with the Lord, mm-hmm. probably, probably because of me, like sinning, like being a jerk or, or just something stupid, you know what I'm saying? And I think those days are like, it's hard to create content with a purpose. You know, I'll always kind of be like happy and I can put on a face, but like on those days, it's like a stupid joke days because it's very difficult to be in tune with like the kingdom. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, or like do anything encouraging, like anything remotely encouraging on TikTok. So those are days when I probably need to be off TikTok because that's when mm-hmm. I'm like prone to like snap at somebody. If they're like, mm-hmm. well, why would, why would you promote it? And it's like, no, <laughs> shut up. You know, even though it's mm-hmm. not how you should talk to somebody, it's like, I just want to fight you through the comment section. So I would say it's more that like being disconnected with the Lord on some days and then just being like, I don't know how I can do anything with purpose today. So I'm just going to make a stupid joke about like a, a ludicrous song or something. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? <laughs> For sure. For sure. And that, and that kind of brings me to my next question I have for you is how do you balance being a comedian, but also still trying to, to keep it clean because, and I, yeah. I give you a ton of credit for how, how funny you're able to be being Thank clean you. because with how the world works, it's, it's so easy to just be like, okay, I'm going to be raunchy and dirty yeah. and, and make this joke. And way more people will probably laugh at it because they're just laughing at the idea. They're not laughing at the, the true comedy behind the joke. So I guess, how do you, how do you either stop yourself or have you ever had that feeling to where you're just like, if I just stepped over the line, I could probably yeah. get 50,000 followers in one day because I'm a funny guy 
and I can make a funny joke. And if I make this dirty, raunchy joke, I'm going to open up to a whole new demographic. So okay. have you ever, have you ever felt that? Have you ever thought about that? And, and how do you stop yourself and be like, okay, Lord, obviously that would be awesome. And I could make probably a bunch of money doing it. How do I stop myself oh, yeah. from doing that? 100%, 100%. It, it's not even like views. It's like you said, it's like money. Like I was talking to another Christian creator <laughs> the other day. You're going to love this. Uh, they, um, this happened to me a couple months ago. They just had it happen. Uh, have you ever heard of feet finder? No, it's like literally a site that like people can go to like pay for feet pics. It's disgusting. Really? Right? Dude, what? But they like, they must be having a great year. Uh, oh, they must. They, they're like throwing bucks at, you know, me and this other creator who's a Christian as well. And so like, literally it was like having to take a second and be like, like I entertained it for a second. I'm like, well, I can make a funny John Michael video about feet, you know, or whatever. And it was like, Oh no, like, letting mm -hmm. more or less kind of that discernment settle in of course taking it to my wife who's like light years beyond me and being like hey what do you think of this so it, yeah it like certainly there are times when the money or like the humor is just so right mm -hmm. um and i think it's just kind of <laughs> trying to have good discernment on my end but even if for some reason i do let that slip by maybe I still do try to like run it by like my wife or like a homie and just be like, Hey, what do you think about this? Mm -hmm. um, and they'll usually be pretty straight up about it. Uh, but yeah, dude, like raunchy humor is hilarious. For sure. But, and, uh, and it's funny. Like it's I, so funny. And I, and I'm not going to say, I don't think it's funny. Right. Like I think, I think Schulze is hilarious. Like I think Burt Kreischer is hilarious. Like these guys hilarious. are funny. They're funny, mm -hmm. but it's just not something that, and, and you, I actually posted that video the other day where I kind of copy your thing about media matters and how, yeah, yeah. What, what you're putting in really affects what you're putting out. And so like, if I'm just surrounding myself with this comedy every single day, I'm going to start talking like those guys. I'm going to start yeah. thinking like that. I'm going to start saying things to people that I really don't believe in, but I'm saying, because that's what I'm just filling my mind with. It's like the frat guy kind of adage, like, uh, were you in a frat in college? I wasn't. Okay, good. Me, me neither. Nice. Probably, people probably think I was, I, I, <laughs> I understand why people think like, Oh, he was for sure in a frat, but like, you know, you get a bunch of uh, frat guys together, like they eventually like act like each other. Mm -hmm. And it's very kind of like it, you, the same argument could be made for even like sororities at times. It's like it, you're surrounded by the same uh, like thought process, humor, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like an echo chamber. It's just like blah, blah, blah. And then that's just what you re regurgitate, you know? For sure. Um, for sure. I'm not saying like I'm the best at it because like I'm like you, like Burt Kreischer's hilarious stuff. So funny. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's just kind of like, not wanting to prolong that, I guess mm -hmm. like, Hey, like I do needs, we, we got to have the buck stop somewhere. And at some point we have to like provide humor that a, a Christian could enjoy and not feel guilty about after, you know, or not, sure. not have the spirit be like, Hey, you're listening, you're watching too many Dave Chappelle specials. You know what I'm saying? So it just got to have in that balance. What, what's the ultimate goal for you? Like, what do you think? 10 years online looks like 15 years, man. What year is it? 2022. So when I started TikTok, it's very funny. When I started like in April of 2020, mm -hmm. my roommate at the time, one of them looks at me and he was like, dude, he said a couple of four letter words too. So, it, you know, not <laughs> chewing me out, but he's just bugging with me because we played college ball together. We're good buddies. Mm -hmm. He's like, dude, what's your goal with this, man? He's like, mm -hmm. you're, you're 25, you're making videos on a, on a kid's app. And I'm like, 
I don't, I don't know, man. Like, you know, it might be fun at this time. I'm not making Christian videos. So I'm like, I might make a couple of bugs. I might meet some cool people. Like who knows? And then like fast forward, it's been really like over two and a half years since that. And I've, I've made a lot more money than I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, not enough to make a living, but a lot more. And then I met a lot of cool people on TikTok. One of those being my wife. I met my wife because of TikTok. No way. So, that's awesome. <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. So, so if nothing comes from it, at least you got that. So yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like for all that to happen in, in two years, two and a half years, mm-hmm. the next 10, man, I think it's going to be largely dependent on if TikTok is around to like stay, mm-hmm. you know, is it going to be like Facebook in five years? Is it going to be stupid? Mm-hmm. Um, or is TikTok going to be the next like YouTube where it's mm-hmm. like you can make a career out of it. So who knows? I would love to keep doing this. Would you ever, I, make the, I would love it. Would you ever make the transition to something like YouTube? If TikTok gets sent down for some reason, it's funny you ask that we we're trying, uh, we're going to have some cool stuff coming out like on YouTube, plug um, it, plug it, plug it. So, uh, you know, like our church chat Insta page, mm-hmm. right? So we're, we're kind of basing it off that. Um, what we're going to do, um, really starting whenever passion comes around to Dallas this year, uh, we're going to start, I, I think we're going to like street interview a little bit at passion. That is gonna like, be awesome. So that's going to be hilarious. But the big goal is we have something called, um, like Sunday night live. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're going to like drop it on Sunday nights, but it's going to be a very kind of comedic, awkward interview, uh, but centered around like Christians mainly. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I'll throw out a couple of names. Like these are people that obviously we haven't confirmed yet, but this is kind of like the vision. Like, uh, do you know who Elijah Lamb is? Yes. I would love name. to have Elijah Lamb on. I That'd think he's awesome. the most phenomenal human ever. So like mm-hmm. I would love to have him on. Uh, I would love to have like, oh, oh goodness, like Lacey Abercrombie um, mm-hmm. to come on, Chaz Smith. Just kind of like Christian creators, or at least creators that I know have a Christian and just have a very awkward weird interview with them that was um, so funny so that's we're, we're trying to make the jump to youtube just because there's only so much you can do in 60 seconds mm-hmm. on tiktok um you know i feel like you're breaking the rules if you go to the three minute you know video mm-hmm. I feel like that's and they're on 10 minute video now yeah, like ridiculous just, no one's watching my 10 minute video i hate Nobody. to say it but just no one's doing it no one so um that's what we're trying to do but to answer the question i, I don't think i'm versed enough in youtube to do that as well as TikTok, maybe. Mm-hmm. And so that probably would, like, if TikTok dies off and maybe Instagram dies off as a result, too, like, I guess I'll just be an average, you know, corporate American. And you met <laughs> you your know? wife. And you met your wife. I, so. I met my wife and, exactly. and I've met some awesome people and I've gotten to, like, do some crazy awesome things because of, like, TikTok and who knows, like, like I would love to do, like, stand up comedy. I, I would love to get into, like, you know, acting in, in a very specific role. I'm not like a main character actor, but like there's mm-hmm. so much stuff that's been like floated that I feel like I've talked to people about that. Who knows? I'll do, I'll do all of it. Like I'll say yes to anything once, you know? I wonder if any churches would ever start allowing comedians in like John Christ or someone like that would they ever let like a stand up come in and, and kind of tie a message to it a little bit, but, but really just be, there for the comedy i I don't know if i see that ever happening but i think i think it's a pretty untapped part of the church where you could get some people in the doors and then once they're there that's when you start kind of discipling but that's unique yeah it would certainly have to be like young adult ministries you Mm -hmm. know like i I wouldn't feel as of most people i would i don't think anyone would feel comfortable making jokes to like high schoolers Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, that'd be weird 
but um i don't know well, high, high schoolers are in it right now so i don't it's hard to to say you're kind of joke to a high schooler because i feel they like a lot it. of your a lot of your jokes they don't get because they're doing it they're currently doing it a lot of the flack that like i, I get back on my videos I'll, I'll kind of like peep the profiles sometimes the mm-hmm. ones that like aren't anonymous which that's ridiculous people will throw like a picture of an egg and like mm-hmm. and user nine eight seven six five yeah. Four, eight. yeah like miss me with that you're anonymous but the ones that like have a face to it, which I like respect, it usually is like the bio reads like a Bible verse and it's like, you know, 18, you know, and then some conservative state that they live mm-hmm. in. And mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, like you're still within your church chat or your church Chelsea phase. Mm-hmm. Like I was, mm-hmm. I would have probably hated my page when I was 16, 17, 18. I'm like, this guy's a douche. So I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, just don't have the perspective yet, probably. For sure. And then even let's stem from that a little bit and talk about haters and haters on TikTok. And, <laughs> yeah. and how do you how do you deal with that? Because I I obviously don't mm. have I mean, I, I feel like people definitely comment on my things negatively sometimes but I don't have the following you have. So I'm sure you have. Maximum more haters and, and you see comments of people just being negative and even the anonymous users, like you said, yeah. being negative for no reason. How do you deal with that? when you read that and hmm. and how would you give advice to a high schooler who is trying to create videos and be fun but is catching hate either in person or online yeah. that's good yeah dude i i wish i could say I, I i dealt with it well all the time it's not the case there are times when i i'll, I'll make like a snappy comment back or um there have even been times when i've like literally responded with the video to the comments and being like super smug about it. And then I'll usually delete it afterwards because I'm like, that wasn't right. You know, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have done that. It's been better because I think I wasn't used to it at first. And now it's kind of like, yeah, it just comes with it. Um, usually I don't check my comments too often. Mm-hmm. Uh, after like the first, maybe like first like 30 minutes, I'll kind of like see my video, like, oh, how's it doing? After that, it's kind of like the wild, wild west. You're like, y'all have at it. Um, I don't know. I, I think when, when dealing with it though, like it kind of something that changed for me was like really the perspective of like, how can I sit here and act like my videos have purpose? If I'm like being a jerk to a person, mm-hmm. even though they're hiding behind a screen, which so am I. And so I think eh, that kind of goes for the same, you know, whoever, however old they are starting to make videos or maybe they're having success making videos. Like people will find something wrong with what you're doing, mm-hmm. no matter what you do the haters will find you they will find something wrong and i think it's up to to us to you know probably ignore it and not respond because i think that's the most loving thing you can do but even that not letting you not letting that discourage you from kind of what lies ahead you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like goodness i i feel like you look to you know professions professions outside of like social media like someone with a crazy amount of success still has like a ton of haters, a ton of people like bringing them down saying whatever. It doesn't mean that they're any less successful. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't please everyone. And I'll know. say this, this is something I don't even know. It's probably even biblical, but hearing someone say this the other day, was like, I've never had someone doing significantly better than me. Hate on me. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of true. Like someone in the league, I, I don't know, like, you know, Aaron Judge doesn't have anybody like doing significantly better than hating on him. You know what I'm saying? No. Like, 
It's jealousy. It, it, it comes down to jealousy. Yeah. It, it and there probably is like an aspect of one, like you're saying something that like they don't like, um, that makes them address something that they don't want to like address. Mm-hmm. Uh, there definitely probably is an aspect of like, you know, I wish that, you know, whether you say it's like my videos are doing this well, or I wish that, you know, I, I had this type of attention, whatever, you know, but mm-hmm. I think it's definitely a combination of things like that. Yeah. So for me, I'm a super big proponent of, of self-talk and how we talk to ourselves and, and how we should talk to ourselves the game, yeah. the way, the way that God would talk to us. And, and so the big question that I would have for you is, is when you're reading those comments and you're seeing negative hate, are you talking to yourself worse because of it? And like, mm. can you catch yourself doing that? Do you ever see yourself letting the comments kind of dictate how you talk to yourself and, and pulling your confidence down and make you even second guess posting another video or posting something that you're not so sure of because that that comment is protruding so deep into your self-talk and so deep into your mindset that you're letting it affect your output. Hmm. I'll say this. I, I don't know if you do this too. Um, growing up playing sports, no one, not even like my college baseball coach, right? The dude that'll just mother F you till the cows mm. come home. Mm. Not even at that time, not even my college coach could talk to me worse than I talked to myself. Mm-hmm. whether it's growing up or where I was at that point in life, my self-talk has always been bad. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just being like an athlete, being very critical of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like <laughs> growing up on the way home from games, my dad was always my coach, which I'm very blessed to have. Mm-hmm. It wasn't him, you know, tearing into me on the way home. It was me being very upset with myself and him having to reason with me. Mm-hmm. You know? Not like, oh, you know, like, oh, you're the best ever, but like very reasonably talk to me. And so it was very unique. And so I would say even the comments, there's not a lot of people that can comment something worse than I've concocted for myself already, whether it's in years past or even this year. But that's something that I've really been trying to be better at. And I think I've seen improve uh, because my wife really pointed it out when we were dating. She's like, the way you talk to yourself is horrible. Like, how do you think of yourself? Um, one of the, this still sticks with me. My wife and I, we met on TikTok, but we had like a mutual friend mm-hmm. and she was like trying to fill me out before we went on a date, right? Which naturally you don't want to go on a date with a creeper. So she messaged our mutual friend and he, he and I were like loosely friends, uh, kind of on a weird term. So he was like, Hey, you know, whatever, I'll go get a guy that, you know, went to college with Josh, very good relationship with him. Um, I'm fairly certain I know who this guy was. They kept it anonymous, but like gave me a, a great review. So my wife went on the date with me. But one thing he said is like, uh, I don't think Josh likes himself, you know, like I think that he has an issue with, or he's had an issue with himself and kind of reading that, that like hit me just like, like an absolute bag of bricks. Just like, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, like I just, you know, my, my self-talk's horrible. I'm too critical of, of myself. You know, I'll sit here and I'll screw up and I'll sit or whatever. And I hang on to that and I cling on to it with clenched fists. And it's, um, it's a sucky way to exist. And so to kind of like put that in a bow, it's like, that's one reason why I like TikTok comments. It's like, you, you know, you can't talk to yourself or talk to me worse than me. But I think I've realized how fruitful life has been when I don't mm-hmm. absolutely just berate myself. 
mm-hmm. anytime I do something wrong and I have grace for myself, because that's a picture of like how Jesus views us. Like sure. there's so much grace that we don't tap into because we don't deserve it, but we have it nonetheless. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For sure. And, and I, I, I feel you so much with that. I don't know if it's being an athlete or growing up an athlete, but I, I guess it has to do with, I mean, sports are what you see on TV and you see yeah. these guys that are spectacular and you expect your 14 year old baseball team to be as good as the New York Yankees, you know, and you want to be the best, which is a good thing. And, and that's what the world talks about and and be the best, be the best you can. If you're not the best, you're failing. So I I feel that my self-talk was, was horrible for a really, really long time. And and I was super blessed to have a pitching coach in college and we had mental meetings twice a week, every week. And, and we really, really dove into talking to yourself positively, being positive, having a mantra. And, and now what yep. I'm doing with this new outlet is taking everything I learned in those meetings and translating them into, into a Christian mindset. Because yeah. I feel like there's so many times when people can, can take control of their own lives and, and, and not, not, not for saying taking it from God, but God gives you the ability to do these things for a reason. And, and, and God gives us the ability to talk to ourselves positively. Yeah. And, and you were talking about your wife and I feel the same thing with my girlfriend. She, she all the time, bro, just, just leads me back. And it's being like, why are you, why are you talking to yourself like yeah. that? Why are you doing that? And, and she was like, if you heard, if you heard someone else talking to me or any other girl, the way you talk to yourself, you'd be in prison because yeah. you'd go, you'd go beat that person up. Right. <laughs> so like, why, why are we talking to ourselves? like that. And, and I feel like you, you would definitely kind of relate to that. Oh, 100%, 100%. And my wife enjoyed so much more success in, in her career, as far as what she did than I did. And mm-hmm. she did it without having to berate herself, you know, it, amazing awesome. how, how, you know, being kind to yourself actually pays off and who, who know, you know, that's awesome. So for the person trying to jump into TikTok, but, but might be scared of this mm-hmm. hate or scared of what someone's going to judge them for what they post or, or the video they post. What, what is one piece of advice that you've learned in your two years now on TikTok that you would give someone mm. who's like, I, I really enjoy making videos. I want to try this, but I'm scared. Yeah. Yeah. I'm scared of like uh, the general public mm-hmm. or, yeah. or even your friends. Like I feel like your friends can be the, the biggest, the biggest judges oh, yeah. sometimes because oh, they're going to joke, yeah. they're going to joke, but it doesn't feel like a joke when they're saying it to you and, and they're literally right next to you in person, you can, you can oh, yeah. delete a comment, you can close the comment, but your friend might make a joke and they're joking and they still love you, but, but it still hits sometimes, you know? Oh yeah. When I was, when I first started, like, and I was living with the four guys, right. None of them were, were Christian. So they didn't really vibe with, I guess my purpose once I really got started, but mm-hmm. they would hear me making a TikTok in my room and they would just, you know, start yelling or they would just like moan super loudly and just make fun of me and stuff. And, like it was hilarious, but even then, like, it was just like, dang, like they definitely are not on mm-hmm. board with this. Um, and so to that end, and then from there, the general public, obviously your friends opinions matter more. It's, it's kind of just like having that, that why of like, mm-hmm. why am I really doing this? You don't have to be a Christian creator. You know, mm-hmm. my why is like, I'm very thankful that my why does line up with kind of, you know, my belief system and my faith. Mm-hmm. But like, dog, you could be a good cook mm-hmm. and, and like your why could just be like, I love cooking and making videos, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And doing it well. 
And I feel like whenever you cling to like your why, as far as like creating and like you enjoy it, like what else can you do? Like your friends, you know, that, you know, they're your friends. And of course you listen to them, but like at, at that point, it's just like, they don't rock with the vision and they, they probably sure. don't understand. And the general public surely doesn't understand. So it's kind of like finding why you want to do it. I, I think, so I was a teacher and a coach in high school before mm-hmm. I worked for the investment firm that I work for now. It was crazy. You asked, I would ask kids, this was back in 2019. You ask kids like, what do you want to do when you get older? Like, what, what did you, when you were like 15, what did you want to be when you got older? Baseball player. Baseball no player. doubt. Baseball player, yeah. Yeah, growing up, I would say baseball player. Before I like got into baseball, even before that, I would be like policeman, mm-hmm. fireman, um, something tangible. Mm-hmm. 90% of the kids I asked when I was teaching at that high school, I want to be a YouTuber, uh, a Twitch streamer. Really? And, and the girls, I want to be an influencer. And so they're looking at it as like a career. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I feel like anyone this is this is advice i guess to anyone that is starting any sort of media youtube tiktok uh streaming you know shows like uh, podcast tv you name it like you can do so many things anyone that like hops into it with like the intent of like this is my career and i'm gonna make a ton of money on it like get out yeah go you know touch grass and and do something better with your life because like it might pan out but even if it does, you're going to be freaking miserable mm-hmm. because it's not like, it's just another job and it requires a similar time commitment and probably a lot more creative commitment, which mm-hmm. if you don't have good luck. So it's like, yeah, dude, people saying that they want to do it for like their profession, like see ya, get out, for sure. do it, do it because it's like fun. And awesome. like, yeah, you just like have a little bit of passion and it like lets you just kind of escape your day from time to time. It's like, yeah, like I love doing this. That's, That's why awesome. you should always create something. That's awesome. That's so important, I think, too. And, and you saying that kind of surprised me a little bit. My little brother is in high school right now, and he, he definitely plays a lot of video games and he loves YouTube. Yeah. But I, I, I didn't know that was kind of the vibe that's been been going around. So that, that's definitely news to me. Yeah, um, that's what I gather. It could have changed. I don't anticipate sure. it. But yeah, man, they just they all wanted to do that. And I'm like. You know, y- y'all can't even hold a conversation with with me. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're like awkward kids. <laughs> like they won't look at you when they talk to you. Like, Coach Benson, did you get the new Fortnite skin? And they won't like look at you, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, you're telling me you're gonna captivate an audience of a hundred thousand people on YouTube or Twitch? Good luck, good luck, buddy. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> do you think do you think so many people are struggling right now, mindset wise, because of YouTube and social media and and video games and, yeah. and not and not that we didn't play video games, but it's just a different it's a different way of playing video games right now than I feel like it was. Yeah. It, it, it's like not there. There's pressure with it now. Like I remember, like I used to play like modern warfare two, um, because it was like fun and I wasn't mm-hmm. very good at it, you know, mm-hmm. but like no one really was. Yeah. And, and the same for like YouTube, I guess, like I used to make funny little YouTube videos with like friends at times. Mm-hmm but that was like the wild wild west and no one really consistently did YouTube. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Now it's just like, so like competitive everything is, and there's so much pressure and it's like, like there's video game coaches. Did you know that? Crazy. Yeah. It's crazy, nice, dude. 
it's just like, man, like, unless you just have like a good community around you, you probably hate it. Mm -hmm. And like, Like, I respect, I respect the grind and I respect these people trying to make a living. But if you don't start doing something because it's fun, it's never going to be fun. Never. And it's always going to be a job and work. And then you're going to look back and and you're like, I'm playing video games. Why do I hate this? Yeah. It's because video games are now just like being the, the lawyer or the doctor. You know, like you can make more money than a lawyer, but it's going to take the same amount of time that it takes to be a lawyer or a doctor to kind of oh, put yeah. in that work. And first, but, probably more. Oh, like yeah. you're, you're going to have to stream no and just try it. it. Dude, yeah. It just, I, I don't know how people do it, dude. And it, like, becomes, it becomes your identity, you mm-hmm. know? And, and that becomes a huge problem with, with anything. If you put your identity in anything yeah. other than Jesus. And, and my roommate in undergrad uh, was a guy named Storm Murphy. He played basketball. At Wofford, they played basketball yeah. at Virginia Tech, won an AC championship there. And he is the man, like literally yeah. the man. And he he was a super big help for me in undergrad to stay focused on what I needed to stay focused on. I mean, when I say he was the man at Wofford, like he he walked on water at Wofford and he deserved yeah. every bit of it. But then I get into a quiet room with him and we're talking and he pulls up his journal and and the prayer he prays every single day is I'm not just a basketball player. I'm the son of God. I'm not just a basketball oh, player. My yeah. worth's not, my worth is not in basketball. My worth is not in how many points I score. My worth is not in playing on ESPN. And for him to be that mature in that moment, you know, I feel like most times a testimony with that would come after that moment. And, yep. and once you could look back, but he was in that moment on top of the world, could literally do whatever he wanted and he was praying those prayers every night to keep his identity where it's supposed to be and yeah i will forever respect him for that and i think it's so cool and i think it becomes the same thing now with what people are doing and yeah and putting their identity in being an influencer or being a youtuber well and how old was storm at that time exactly storm was 20 years old 21 yeah 21 and that you would call that like crazy mature for that mm-hmm. age right crazy and, and so you're looking at again like social media influencing you name it the the voice is really in touch like starting probably at like 16 now like you Mm -hmm. can have an in-touch voice so you're telling me that someone's like crazy mature is doing that at 21 like no Mm -hmm. shot people are like 16 17 18 doing that Um, like my voice is going to like go out of reach probably soon like i'm 27 Mm -hmm. and so you like have to be young to be in touch and like get the trends i guess but like it's so difficult to have that mindset when you're young. like, I couldn't have done that when I was 21. Like if I was storm, I would have been a mm-hmm. menace. Mm-hmm. At I would have been a menace to myself, to the basketball team, probably mm-hmm. a menace to, to every woman that I thought was a drive. Like I've been horrible. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I'm glad that I didn't have that, <laughs> that type of athletic prowess in college. I'm glad it got shut down. So yeah, dude, like that, that's, uh, that's, that's crazy though. But it, it it just isn't like common, unfortunately. Yeah, it stinks. And, and just with social media and, and you being, I would say, huge on social media, I'll definitely give you that. Um, <laughs> and, and you are, your, your page is awesome. And, and you got the following and you got, you get benefits from it. And yeah. how do we, how do we get those benefits from social media, but still protect from letting social media take control of us? I feel like mm. someone who's coming up, maybe gaining followers or someone who wants to do that, for a career and, and they can make it happen. How do we still get those benefits and, and the awesome stuff that social media brings us for connection yeah. and discipleship and outreach, but then protect against the, the huge negatives that we see all the time. 
Yeah, ma'am. I, I feel like probably the biggest negatives are the opposite sex, mm-hmm. you know, uh, really getting in trouble with, with that social media, probably at, like at that age, really at any age. I mean, let's mm-hmm. be honest, like Addison Ray's dad is anyways, yeah. so, <laughs> like, you know, so like having to have like a, a very good guardrail as far as how you interact with people specifically like the opposite sex, having to have kind of like a squad of people that you trust to like really keep you in check. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really with those two things, staying grounded being the third, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because like if the, you know, if the, the clout does hit, you know, storm could have very easily stuck the chest out. Mm-hmm. Like I did when I was at my, 80 person graduating class <laughs> high school, right? Totally different. Sure. It was crazy how I thought I could put my chest out. So it's kind of like the big three there of like staying grounded, having people to keep you in check and really watching how you <laughs> talk to the opposite sex. I feel like that's the big three in, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, more or less being guarded in social media as a Christian. Mm-hmm. Cause that's where I see people time and time again, not even Christians, just people in general really like get it wrong because sure. there's just a lot there, a lot of temptation there. And it's fun. But yeah. like if you can guard against that and still reap in, like like if you do get a following and, and you ball out, do it. That's awesome, bro. That is some that is some really, really, really good advice for sure. So let's, let's close this thing out a little bit. Let, let's talk about Jesus to end this thing. Let's do it. What what is your what is your quiet time? look like the, the moments that you feel closest to Jesus and the moments where you feel like you're really connecting. What does that look like for you? Yeah, man, I, I would certainly say it's, there's a couple it's when I like rehear a song, a Christian song that I haven't heard for a while that just really, uh, I, I can connect with and I can just really vibe with like there are times in the gym when I'll, here, like, I'll be like, all right, I can't listen to like rap. You know what I'm saying? So I'll Mm kind of like have to pivot to maybe like different type of like Christian music. Maybe it's even Christian rap. And like, I'll hear kind of a verse or like something that I'm just like, oh my goodness. I really feel connected to the Lord when that happens. Obviously like trying to get into the word, bro. I I wish I did it more often. Uh, But the time that I do actually like get to spend in the word and I'm not being pulled a billion mm-hmm. different ways. So it's usually like before or after work when I have time. Um, that's very nice. And then here lately too, usually coinciding with the crazy like music that I haven't heard in a while or whatever, it kind of just like falling on, on the face and just like having to pray for like a couple minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. And usually that prayer is just like a whole lot of repentance, a whole lot of just like thanking God and trying to just like reground. But yeah, yeah I, I wish that I could say that all three of those things were more consistent. Like, I mm-hmm. wish I could say, yeah, man, I just crack open my Bible every day. Got my highlighters here, man. I'm just freaking getting after it. I highlighted the whole Bible because it's all important, <laughs> you know, uh, but it's just not the case. And, and it, it's very much so like, man, I, I get it when, when I can. And it's not really when I can, it's when I want because I'm mm-hmm. selfish. But it's very fruitful when I do like actually take the time to just like read the word and, and listen to that, that music and just fall mm-hmm. on my face. Music's so powerful. 
powerful. Bro, it's so powerful. I, I have this memory actually with Storm as well. We went, we drove two hours to go to this church in North Carolina. And on the way back, we just played, we played Reckless Love over and over yep. and over and just screamed it. And now, like if I'm in a, and if I'm, if I'm in the dumps or I'm, I'm low and I just put that song on, it just brings me back to that moment and, and it makes me feel so close to God. And, it, and it's crazy how music can do that. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, my advice that I would give would be to just whatever makes you feel closest to God. And for you, like you said, that was laying down on the ground and just opening up your hands and, and being vulnerable yeah, yeah. for Jesus. And I think that's so, so cool that you're able to find what it is for you to feel, to feel the closest. Yeah. And it's definitely like the heart posture. I would rather, I mean, I'd rather have both, but I would rather have the right heart posture for the rest of my life and really, you know, like being in front of the Lord in that manner, um, then having all the knowledge in the world about, you know, the Bible and Christianity, you know what I'm saying? 100%. And, and so I think that's where, like, I see a lot of people, they'll like get in the word, bro. And they can like quote everything and they, they can take it back to the OG Greek and they can drink. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like if your heart posture is wide, I don't know, it, it just, there's a lot missing from it. And so that's one thing that like really usually brings me back is just like, again, like, like you said, like I'm just on my face. I'm like, gosh, like I screwed this up and just having to reassert myself, like where I need to be. Yeah, bro. Like I, I even feel myself reading my Bible sometimes and I'm just reading it to read it and I'm getting yeah. zero from Nothing. it. I'm highlighting though. I mean, when I, if I flip that thing open in church, people are going to see some highlights and I'm just wow. highlighting it He's a good just Christian. to highlight it. And they're going to be like, wow. And I can't even tell you what the last line I read was because I'm just sitting yeah. here just to read it because I think that's what I'm supposed to do when it, I'd probably be way better off just closing my eyes and sitting here and, and praying and opening mm-hmm. up my hands instead of, instead of doing something to where I'm just highlighting it and doing what I think looks right. Yeah. You know, I have I, kind of like, yeah, I, I've kind of tried to, now that you like say that, I think maybe, I think I meant to do it. I don't know. I don't know if I'm that smart, but it, it's kind of gotten to the point too, where it's like, I think I read my Bible and I treat that almost as like studying like I did mm-hmm. in college. And I almost don't, I, the Lord can move however he sees fit. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying I don't expect it, but I would say I'm not just sitting here like begging the Lord. Like I need to feel you and you need to move in this moment while I you know, mm-hmm. read through Romans, you know, which Romans <laughs> would be the book he'd do it in. But, it would be, that'd be it. So that'd be it. So I kind of try to treat that as now, like I'm trying to really, take things back to like OG Greek and trying to like goodness, pull up commentary while I read. Mm-hmm. That's why it takes me like a freaking day just to read a chapter. Feel mm-hmm. like, but whatever, you know? So it, that's why I've kind of designated that. It's like, this is going to feel like studying, mm-hmm. you know, th- this won't feel like that, you know, reckless love, even mm-hmm. though God's love isn't reckless. So repent for that, but whatever. <laughs> it's, it's not going to feel like reckless love when you're a front row for Corey Asbury, you know, mm-hmm. and that's okay because, you know, my faith isn't dictated by how I feel. Uh, for sure. And so it's, it's kind of like me putting in that mental of like, it's, it's okay that you're not weeping as, as you read Habakkuk, you know, it's, mm-hmm. you're going to be okay. You know, just get on your face later and pray. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And taking what you learned in that study, because you're really, you know, you're really you know. focused in and you're, and you're diving in and then meditating on it after, 100%. you know, um, one last little thing I'll talk about yeah. with reading the Bible. I had a friend reach out to me probably about a week ago now. And he's like, Hey Jake, I want to, I want to start reading the Bible more. I want to get into it. I, I don't really know how, I don't know where to start. 
and and I prayed on it for a long time and I didn't I said yeah for sure I got you but I didn't respond with okay yeah. just read read Proverbs read Romans do this because I really wanted to pray about it and think about it and then I was in church last week and and this like rush of a feeling came over me to start writing and I, and I journal in church because if I don't I'm not listening to yeah, anything yeah. Like if I'm not writing down with preacher saying, I, I promise I'm probably not listening, but um, <laughs> so I start writing down and I was like, yo, like I got to make this to a way where he can understand it. And he's super into fitness. Like he's super Jack, super fit. And I wrote him this plan. Um, I've been calling it the mental, mental strength, Christianity, one month Bible plan. And it's written out like you would see a weightlifting plan. So mm-hmm. it has like a main, a main book or a couple of verses to start. And then you got accessory work with it and, and he loves it and he's able to dive into it kind of connect to what he's doing and it just makes me think you just got to find something that works for you to where you can connect it to things you're passionate about and and moving the bible into those things as well yeah. you know 100 um, percent. it's funny you say that so like i work in sales like i'm, I'm mm-hmm. more or less what i do is sales like i sell people on my company and myself and it's been funny watching it kind of like you're saying my response to that, that question exactly, because I've, I feel like I've gotten that for the better part of my life. It's shifted from me giving an immediate answer of like just some book mm-hmm. to more or less kind of like what you're saying, like asking questions. Mm-hmm. Like, well, okay. Like what's going on? Like, well, what do you find valuable? You know, what are you like? And I think to take that to a broader level, that's a spot where we've really as Christians missed the mark. Mm-hmm. Because we, everything that we have, we have like an, a de- definitive answer for everything, even when it's not biblical or even true for that matter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it's like if we, you know, when people are, start asking questions about Christianity and, and maybe they're inquisitive about where to start or whatever, instead of just like, like you're saying, just jump in and be like, here's a book. Mm-hmm. Read this Taking time yeah. and, like, and like actually like meditating on it with the Lord, but also taking like a a sales oriented process and being like, okay, like let's talk more about it. Like, you know, what are you looking for? Like, okay, how do you feel? For sure. And I think that like just getting to know people, like my gosh, I feel like I get to know people all day and I can push them a mutual fund. Like I swear to God, I could probably get to know them and push them a book of the Bible. Right. Exactly. And it would be the right one. So that's so good. I feel like if we just took a step back and we're like, actually asking you know good questions we would just see so much more like fruit with like our relationships as far as like people advancing to the kingdom you know for sure bro and we're called we're called a disciple yeah you know 100%. and so if we can do that and even if you said it's like like being a salesman we're, we're discipling you know anyway yeah. anyway we can get there let's get them there um well I, I this has been awesome bro and i really appreciate it to close it out yeah, bro. i want to kind of create a space for the listeners where we start to get grateful for what, what God is doing in mm. our lives and their lives. If you, and I'm going to make this tradition with, with every guest I bring on, can you name yeah. just three things you're grateful for in your life right now? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I'm grateful for my wife. Um, I'm, I'm grateful for my job, you know, even though it is, is corporate America. Like I'm so mm-hmm. blessed that I, I get to like put food on my table. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like take on that responsibility. Um, and I'm grateful for, we, um, we actually we're not buying, but we're going to be leasing a house out here. That's in awesome, Dallas. bro. And so Congrats. we're like about to get, yeah, dude, we're, we're, thank you. We're so excited. Like we'll have like multiple bedrooms, you know what I'm saying? And we'll have yeah, space. So like, dude, uh, super grateful for those three things. I, I could give you an absolute laundry list, but if you give me mm-hmm. three, those are my, my top three. That's awesome, bro. And then I, I'd love to just kind of close this out in prayer. Is there any, 
prayer requests you kind of have that we could throw up and and then I'll close out in prayer mm-hmm. and we'll and we'll finish it up. Bro, yeah, I would I would ask um man. I, I would ask that you pray for it kind of like you hit on it earlier, like what's the next 10 years look like? I, mm-hmm. I would appreciate it if you just prayed for like, you know, the, the what's next. For sure. Because uh, I think I could tell you what I want to be next, but it would put me at the center because I'm an attention whore. So I, I sure. would appreciate prayer o- over that and that it be something that advances the kingdom, not, you know, my name. For sure. Let's do it, bro. All right. Lord, I, Lord, I ask that you, you just bless this moment tonight, God. I ask that you let these words that we spoke tonight go out and spread your kingdom, Lord. Let us be disciples for you. Help these words to, to bring people closer to you, Lord. Lord, I pray for Josh and I pray for his wife and I pray for their new house, Lord, and that, that everything is put together well. It's safe, Lord, and that they just find peace when they settle in there, God. I also ask that you bless Josh's future, Lord. Help him to put you at the center, Lord. Help him to accept your assignment and whatever it is you need him to do. Help him do fruitfully and faithfully, Lord. Lord, I thank you for Josh and the brother in Christ that he's been tonight, Lord. I ask that you bless this moment and bless us forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I appreciate appreciate you, Jake. Yeah, bro. Thanks for having me on. Of course, bro. I appreciate it.